0: Communities with shared interests, values, thoughts, and attitudes encourage us to live better, to strive for more, and focus on the results we're looking for, creating a sense of belonging, acceptance, understanding, and inspiration. This is exactly what you get from joining my free Discord community motivated minds. On top of this, this group enables me to interact with each of you real time for more in-depth conversations. Click the link in the show notes to join today. See you all in the group. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place Emotional intelligence, aka EQ, is the number one predictor of monetary success. The link between EQ and earnings is so direct that every point increase in EQ adds $1,300 to annual salary. Solid EQ is what allows us to develop strong relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. EQ is the ability to recognize and understand our own feelings and the feelings of others and influence those feelings to our advantage. When we are good at reading people, we have high emotional intelligence. So what are some different elements of EQ? And how can we leverage these to our advantage? Well, I dissected a Wall Street Journal bestseller book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, to uncover those answers. Number one, self-awareness. This is the first element. This is the ability to understand our own feelings and behaviors. Here's a question many of us have probably never asked ourselves before. How well do you know yourself? Sure, we might know what sort of things we like or dislike. However, self-awareness is more than just that. It's about deeply understanding our emotions so we don't become overwhelmed by them. It's critical that we understand why we feel the way we do. Including when we're angry or annoyed, being in a bad mood doesn't necessarily mean we have to have a bad day. Maybe we spilled coffee on ourselves. Maybe we showed up late to a meeting. Maybe we forgot something before we left for vacation. When we find ourselves in a bad mood, we need to remember that these feelings pass. Whatever it is that's put us in a bad mood, we need to remind ourselves that it's not the end of the world. So, why overreact? And on the flip side, we need to ensure we don't lose sight of our self-awareness on good days either, because we tend to rush into things headfirst when we're in a good mood. Mood. Imagine your favorite store is discounting everything 75% off. You might feel the urge to run and buy everything you see because in that moment, our excitement overpowers our other emotions. We forget to pause and ask ourselves, do I really need the things I'm buying? And what follows next after those head-first behaviors is something that shifts our moods. In this example, those credit card bills come due. The idea is that we check ourselves and think twice when we do get excited. We should refrain from making impulsive decisions just because we're caught up in the moment. In these moments of heightened moods, we need to consider what might be the consequences of my actions. Number two, self-management. This is the second element. This is about keeping ourselves in situations in which we know we'll be able to behave correctly. Many of us find it challenging to manage ourselves. It's like we're wrangling some sort of internal beast. When we try to assert control, we often get sidetracked if how we feel inside pushes us to act differently. We also tend to throw in the towel and give up if things start to get too tough. Good self-management is a crucial part of having high emotional intelligence. So, you might be wondering, when I'm faced with a tough decision... How can I ensure I'm making the right decisions? We can make what's called an emotional versus reason list. Draw a table with two columns. The first column is where we should write down what our emotions are telling us to do. The second column is intended for what our logical reason tells us to do. The intention And the goal of this exercise is to help us balance each side and keep one side from dominating the other. After you've compiled this list, take a step back, evaluate which has the stronger points. Ask yourself Are my emotions clouding my judgment? Are there holes in my logic? Let's paint a picture of this in action. Let's say you're in a management position or own a business. And let's say that you're faced with the decision of whether to fire an employee. And let's say their work isn't up to par, but you like them a lot as a person. This would be a great opportunity to make an emotion versus reason list. So, What other tools can we leverage for self-management? Telling our friends and family about our goals. Our loved ones and friends can do a lot to motivate us and help us stay on track. If we tell our friends, and we've chosen the right types of friends, what we want to accomplish, they'll hold us accountable which can be a great source of motivation because most of us don't want to let our friends down. There's one story I found very fitting here. There was a professor that constantly, constantly struggled to meet deadlines, and he finally decided to make a change. He told his colleagues he'd pay them $100 whenever he missed a deadline. And guess what? Sure enough, he changed his behavior for the better. Number three, social awareness. This is the third element. Once we know how to manage our behaviors and Understand our feelings, we'll need to know how to read the emotions of others. Have you ever noticed that some waiters seem to know what a customer wants? They instinctively know who wants to be left alone, or who wants company or special attention. These types of individuals have a high level of social intelligence. So, How can we become more socially aware? There are two things that we should consider. The first is watching a person's body language to get a sense of what they're feeling and planning our response accordingly. Now, you might be wondering, how do I do that? Start with a head-to-toe body language assessment. Check their eyes first. Our eyes give away a lot of emotional signals. For example, things like too much blinking might indicate deception. Then, move to the mouth. Is the smile sincere or is it fake? Only authentic smiles come across as truly sympathetic. Next, check the person's shoulders. Are they slouched or tight? Shoulders can express self-confidence or even shyness. Once we've read the message a person's body is communicating, we should adapt ourselves to it. For example, if someone is angry, probably not a good time to pester them with questions. We should wait until they're in a better mood. Second, we should greet others by their name. Doing so helps us come across warm and trustworthy. People with high social awareness don't address others as sir or Mr. So-and-so. Instead, they make an effort to learn people's first names. Addressing others by their first name helps to strengthen our relationship with them. On top of this, we can learn a lot from someone's name. Things like family history or identity, if they have a nickname. And we can leverage this knowledge to further our bond and make the other person feel appreciated. Number four, relationship management. This is the fourth and final element. Have you ever promised to keep in touch with a friend who has moved to another state or city? A number of us have been guilty of this very promise. But more importantly. Breaking it. So what happens in these types of situations? Well. We all know that relationships. Take a lot of time and effort. To maintain. And most of us. Just can't commit. Yet. The ability to build strong relationships. Is a crucial part of. Emotional intelligence. So. How can we build and maintain them effectively. First, we need to check our own body language to make sure we aren't sending mixed signals. Our bodies, voices, and behaviors convey a lot of information. So, to avoid confusing others, we should make sure what our body is saying is clear. It's frustrating and disorientating to receive mixed signals. Let's continue to use the example from earlier that you're either in a management position or own a business. Let's say you need to congratulate your employee for great work, but you're upset because you fought with your spouse earlier that morning. If you mumble through your communication while frowning, your compliments won't seem sincere. In this example, our body language does not match our message. Another important key to building future relationships is to get feedback from people already in our lives. Feedback is vital if we want to improve our relationships. Yet, it's often hard for most people to respond to feedback well. We often take feedback poorly or simply ignore it because most people dislike being criticized. We need to learn to take constructive criticism by reminding ourselves that the person offering it is really just looking out for our best interests. We should try to use that feedback to improve ourselves and remember, thank those that give you useful feedback. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into the four elements of emotional intelligence. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at motivated scott don't forget to join me every monday and thursday for new episodes i love you all and thanks so much for listening Motivated Mind is a legacy division.